I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to enjoy an alcoholic beverage or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know nothing about the drinks that we love to quaff, and that unbelievably, there will be some types of liquor out there that we are not acquainted with. And as we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to tipple and drink along with us while we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdict if we are going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it so you don't have to. And it's definitely not just an excuse to open up the drinks cabinet on a Monday night. Heaven forbid. We're always celebrating something in summer. Weddings, birthdays, showers, graduations, Wednesdays. The list goes on. And finding the perfect gift for those celebrations can be tough. Or at least it was. Because now there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the largest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then send them to that special someone in under 60 minutes. Or scheduled up to two weeks in advance. It's basically the ultimate gifting cheat code because drinks are basically the ultimate gift. Think about it. When's the last time you returned alcohol? Never? Exactly. So if you're looking to spend more time celebrating and less time gift shopping, download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com to find their favorite drinks without breaking the bank today. I'm Lou Conran. And I am Sally Ann Hayward. We're a pair of comedians who've been known to have a glass of wine or ten over the years, sometimes separately, sometimes together. But it's occurred to us that we know next to nothing about the drink we love to quaff, and that unbelievably there will be some types of vino out there we are not acquainted with. As we hate missing out, we thought we'd invite some celebrity pals to recommend their go-to wine and drink along with us, whilst we make them dish the most embarrassing booze-related tales. And then we give our honest verdicts if we're going to spit or swallow. So if it's gross, we drank it, so you don't have to. It's definitely not just an excuse to drink a bottle of wine on a Monday night. (laughs) Heaven forbid. Sally Ann Hayward. Look at you pursing your lips at me there on the Zoom. Do you like that face? Hmm. Not really. Looks like a little bumhole, doesn't it? A, a doggy's bumhole. What That's are you doing? It. It's good that you've described it, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just we just finished recording with Joe Neary, and um, and she was just amazing. So, and I feel a little drunk if I'm entirely honest. And what I've done is I've put the um, I've put the drinks of choice into a little nice a sort of photographic image that I will put onto the I will send to the Instagram. Yeah. That's what I'll um, do. I I. Don't right for the listener. Sally is wearing a reddish maroony jumper, uh-huh. and and my face currently. Sorry, I'm trying not to burp. Is exactly the same colour as that. I haven't had the booze rouge like this for a very long time. It's not like you to try not to burp as well, Lou. That was impressive. Well done, you. I don't I know. Think... Maybe I'm a little bit drunk and maybe I've found my dignity. Yeah, finally. Finally. finally <laughs> I'll tell you why you're a little bit pink as well. The heating's on. It's cold. Yes, it is on. And I am wearing a thermal polar neck and a very furry jumper. And throughout the whole of the recording, I was wearing a woolly hat. Yeah, it was mad. Um, yeah, so um, I, I, yeah, yeah, go on. 
How have you, how's your week been? Tell us about your Well, week. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I've done. I've just come back from John Lewis today. I went to touch the things. Um, the house is coming along. There's no wallpaper on in the hall now. We do have a ceiling in the kitchen and there's the capu in this garden out the back has ranked up so much it looks like a Machu Picchu out the back. It's, uh, it's uh, The Mayans wouldn't have predicted that. It's absolutely disgusting. Look at you with your knowledge. Oh, that's it. That's, this is red wine, Guinness and Coca-Cola mixed up for you. That's what this is. <laughs> that's what it does. Shall I just very quickly tell you what I've been doing with my week? If you want I'll tell to. tell you what I did at the weekend. I supported, supported um, what, are you, what are you laughing at? Because Amanda, our producer, has just typed Machapuchu. 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 Yes. Look at her. Thumbs up. She's thrilled with that. <laughs> so educated, both of you. Go on, Sally. What have you been doing? Oh, I only performed at the Hammers with Apollo, but do you carry on about your match? Oh. <laughs> Were you on live at the Apollo? No, I was supporting oh, Sarah Millican, wasn't I? I was supporting Sarah Millican. And also, do you know what I did? Do you know what I did at the end of my set? I told three and a half thousand people both nights about this podcast. Did you? Yeah, of course I did. I went straight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, well, so they're, lis- they're listening now. All seven thousand of them are listening now. Yeah. They, they all told me they would. That one by one. I mean, it took a while because yeah. you know we had to do it one by one. But yeah, yeah. they said they definitely would. So yeah, hello, hello, people. And are you not deaf now because you had to do it from a two meter distance and they were shouting at you? They weren't shouting, Louise. No, they were laughing. Oh, oh great, at, at great, 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 great. Not with great. me. At me. Yeah. How exciting! Exciting! It was great. It was good fun. Good fun is too. It's too sort of like smaller comment, isn't it? It was great. Brilliant! Yeah. Oh, good yeah. for you. Well, you were there, and were I, you? I was in. Um, well, I was gigging in a church in Kettering at the weekend, oh. and they left a Bible out for me. Um, for me, yes. Uh, and um, I have to say that uh, I am going to hell. Uh, but I, but at least I'd be warm. What so, did you do with that Bible, Lou? Is it best left unsaid? I think the, the we we just should listen to this podcast. So we had a lovely guest, didn't we? Oh we had, my god! We had Joe Neary. Yeah. Oh, what a Actor, delight! Comedian. What oh. a delight! She's yeah. just such a gentle presence, isn't she? And I tell you, there was a, a, a not-so-gentle presence in the background, which was her children. But that's fine. Oh, I fine. forgot to say, she's a mother as well, isn't she? She is mother. a mother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But she's not defined by her womb. But she had hungry children, because you and I choose to record this at a time when mothers and fathers and, you know, whoever are giving small children their dinner sometimes, yeah. aren't they? But we decided that we would record this at that time. So basically what basically what we're saying is we can we heard her child crying for food. <laughs> and, and drinking. Dr- but while we were drinking, weren't we? And while we were drinking, the, the kids weren't drinking. No. We were irresponsible. We were keeping Joe from her children <clears throat> by drinking yeah. the drinks that she told us to drink. Um, well, yeah, which was red- supposed to be sort of like a cocktail, but it was um, red wine and uh, Guinness. And I Coke. Got- and Coke, yeah. We mm. mixed all of them in various different ways, and we can hear what happened. I mean, I don't want to talk about it again, to be honest. Let's just listen. 
How are you feeling, Lou? Are you tired? You just yawned. I just, sorry, John. <laughs> really apologise. What a brilliant way to start the recording. I've just yawned before we'd even said anything. It and was that's, a warm-up. It was a warm-up. I was, in my head, I was doing pop a cat a petal or whatever it was. At we're keeping school. it in. We're keeping yeah, it we're in. Keep we're just going to go straight in. Yeah. And um, we'll include that. Well, And I'll do the formal introduction yeah. now because yeah, some yeah, of us sorry. have got like we've all just woken up in the same bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We have got with us. Oh, sorry, jo- is it Joe? Is it Joanne or is it Joanna? Is the the surname I can nail? It's Neary. But are you a Joe, Joanne, Joanna, Josephine? No, it's not Josephine. I know that. What? Or, you or Brenda? Yourself? You could have a different. No, it's not a Brenda. No. She's not okay. a Brenda. No. Hello. Well, I'm Joanna Neary. But um, years you. ago, I was said, "Do you want to be Joe or Joanna?" And I said, "Joanna." In case I turned up at a gig and they thought I was going to be a man, they'd be disappointed if it was Joe. That's happened to me. Oh, Has it? Were they disappointed? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, they, that's why. Yeah, there's two. From knowledge, there was two male comedians with the first name Lou, uh, and I got booked to somewhere. There's Big Lou. Uh, Is that which, you? <laughs> which, let's face it, guys, uh, depending on the time of the month and depending <laughs> on how many cakes I've had, could be me. And then there was another guy called Lou something or... I can't remember what his name was. Anyway, they booked me and I turned up and they went, oh. Um, And it was all a little bit awkward. And they said, well, you might as well go on now you're here. Oh, how how generous of them. Yeah, and I'd driven five hours to get to London to do... And then I did the gig and then died on my hairy hole. Um, And then um, that was it. That was the end, Joe. So thanks for reminding me of that. I actually, on the, on the subject of names, I, my name's Sally, as you know. Oh, God. That's, that's generally not a confusion, apart from when I went out with a Turkish man who was also called Sal. So we were no. Sal. And it was Sally as well, S-A-L-I-H, Sally and Sally. There we were together. Oh. Anyway, moving on. Joe, Joanna, Joe, Joanna. Joe, um, Joanna, Joanna. You've, you've brought an interesting drink of choice to the party. You know, I've it got was a, three... It was a perimenopausal mistake, wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was no, a great I don't think choice. I'm, love, I'm actually so. looking forward to it because it's something I've never tried. So I've got... Likewise. Well, I've, I've brought three drinks because... You've mentioned three, like, sort of mixtures, really. But anyway, mm-hmm. you, you tell us. You tell us what you're going to do. Okay, so I wanted to choose um, white, red wine. That's boring. <laughs> or bitter, because I love that. That's boring. My, my Welsh nan used to drink Guinness, and my Irish mm. dra- nan drinks red wine. And I thought, well, let's combine the two, because I used to work in a pub, and one of the weirdest drinks I was ever asked for, I thought, was Guinness and red wine. Mm. But actually, it was Coca-Cola and red wine. And it was a, apparently that's quite a well-known drink. Oh. And I just think that sounds like ruining two perfectly fine drinks. Personally. Well, we don't know, do we? Well, we don't know well, yet. You must have had Guinness already before on the programme and red wine. So why would I do that? Yeah. We haven't well, actually you know, had Guinness. Have we've had Guinness with things, but not on its had, own. Yeah, not on its own. No. I assumed you wanted us to mix. I've got a can of Guinness. I've got yes. a bottle of red, the red wine that you specified, and I've got a bottle of Coca Cola. Yes. Yeah. Oh, great. So we're all there. And um, so what do we do first? What do we pour in first? Well, I mm. think what we, what we should probably do is do the red wine and Coca Cola because that's actually right. a drink. Try yeah. it. Okay. I'm going to put that in a. How big is it. the glass? Are you going it was, for? It was. It was a wine glass with, topped up with Coke ah, right. in a pub. So oh, I've got a you, wine glass. If you don't glass, want to waste yeah. a whole thing of wine, just yeah. do a little t- taster. Oh. So, it's, it was like, so it's like a Coke top, you know, it's like disgusting. a lager top, but it's a Coke top, is it? Is that what they do? They, so they put a bit of red wine in, yeah. which I'm pouring now. I'm not going to pour much because it looks like quite a nice bottle of wine. Mm. That you, oh, and the, what, 
The wine is, I don't know how you pronounce it, Languedoc. Lang, anyway. Grenache. It's a red Grenache, isn't it? Grenache. It's quite a nice one, isn't it? It's French, yeah. So, what what are we doing? Red wine and Coke, aren't we? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, we're going to do a top of Coke on the red wine. This is very interesting. This is, I mean. Well, this is a bit like sangria, don't you think? Because sangria is red lemonade. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to get my assistant to go and get me a drink of Coke. I've got it. Oh, Oh, okay. Please, could you go and get me that little can of Coke out of the fridge? Thank you. You see, there is a reason to have children. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. This is going against everything I believe in because I really like drinking. Ruining a drink. No, you might not be ruining it. We don't know yet. I can smell the red wine. I don't know if I've put enough Coke in there or not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my God. What have you got in drink what do you get us into this this becomes our tipple of choice from now on because of you right i'm going in are we ready to, are you oh. that's quite nice doesn't it look oh she's poured yeah. a great big tumbler full i she's have because glass. i've got no portion control Why would you you because i might not like come like it. into a jam jar now <laughs> you actually are joe <laughs> you, know, you put hardly any red wine in that joe no, because she's sensible. Oh. I don't want to waste the red wine, that's why. Oh, well, <laughs> cheers. Cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> cheers. <sighs> it's like someone's been sick in the coat. Oh, no, I don't know. So people um, <laughs> so people ordered this, did they, at the pub you worked at? Is that what you're telling us, Joe? Is this mm-hmm. is this a real memory? I mean... <laughs> yeah, I know, and then I stopped working there after that, isn't it? Where, is, where was the pub? It was a William the Fourth in Brighton, and the uh, landlord oh. liked people so much. He used to only play Radio Three very quietly, and um, and it had no atmosphere at all. It was superb, really, right in the centre of Brighton. Yeah. I've been there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people ordered this drink genuinely. People one would woman, come in. One woman ordered it, and I was so horrified. And I mentioned, oh, I just it. got me on my nose. I said, no, that is a drink. That's a pro- that is actually a drink that people want. Can I just say it smells like Christmas? Do you not? Do you not think it smells like Christmas? What can you taste most in yours? Because no. I've got too much Coca Cola in mine. It's difficult um, to know what on the. It's difficult to know what the measurements are, isn't it? I can. Let me have don't, a... don't ask me because I went really heavy on the red wine and then heavy on the Coke. So mine smells of Christmas, and it and it um, it's like a really bitter sangria. But Should we put some Guinness in it and see if that makes it better? Oh, my God, Guinness is going in this. No. Oh, let's not I mean, do that. Be right. Awful. No, no, we can. I mean, we can. I'm going to do a separate one. I didn't get a bucket ready for this recording. I think I won't okay. do that. Don't right. worry. No, no, did you not read the stipulations, Joe? You have to finish everything. Yeah. You have You're to. You're not, not did, getting did down until of, it's all gone. Yeah. Did either of you ever work in a pub? Oh, yeah, many times. I used to work in a pub in Oxford and then I used to work sort of on a Sunday daytime quite a lot and I was so mucky, so I used to serve the Sunday lunches and then I'd just put my shirt covered in gravy into a locker and then the next Sunday I'd turn back up and get my shirt out of the Oops. locker that still had the gravy down it and I just used to pretend that I'd just spilt the gravy. <laughs> You're saying that and this actually does look like gravy now. I poured the Guinness <laughs> into the red wine. Oh, she's straight on it, isn't she? Oh, though? listen, I'm. Hmm. I used to work on a Sunday daytime as well. We used to shut at three. Did you used to do that? Yeah, there back in go. the good Ages old days. Yeah, oh, three o'clock. Then I reopen again at seven. Mm-hmm. 
That's and that, but that's because it was the licensing laws back then, wasn't it? They weren't allowed to open um, between three and seven on a Sunday. Yeah, do you remember? Oh. Everyone was meant to be in Bible school and Sunday school. Yes, is, I'm getting very drunk on this. Ain't the bubbles of the Coca Cola are making the red wine go straight to? Sorry, you lost me at Bible school. Sorry, <laughs> I, 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 no. Come on now. I'm sorry. I did, a, I did a gig in a church the other day and they left the Bible out for me. Now, this has gone pink. The what and what the are you wine. on now? You're on the Guinness and Red Wine. I haven't really. tried it yet. I've been waiting for you or are you waiting for me? Well, I was, did you know what I was doing? I was kept sipping this red wine and Coke to see if it would get to a point where it doesn't, <gasps> doesn't taste like the dregs all mixed in together. <laughs> oh, no, she's not having the Guinness. I just thought, I wonder if this, you know, could get good. I wonder if it could become a tipple of choice because it's like, I suppose it's like a sweet red wine, would you say? Maybe it's like a sort of rum and Coke, but not so strong. <sighs> I can't just, take it anymore. I might have to have the Guinness now as a happy chaser. It's the, it's ruined the Neither of you have the, the Guinness. Wine. I don't know what you've been on, Lou. Some, you're like, <laughs> have you drunk a lot of coffee, Lou? Because you're like speeding ahead. Am I? <laughs> Am I? I mean, I feel like it could be the end of the podcast now. You've just gone through it. Oh, sorry. Favouring the red wine and Coca-Cola. Sorry. Do you know, I, I don't know what's the matter with me. I, th- I feel... Um... I went to. I've just come back from John Lewis. That's what it is. I went to John Lewis and I went to touch the things, and there was loads of things that I really liked, but none of which I could afford because I don't know what's happened to John and his Lewis. But I'm telling you now, he's outpricing himself. I went to John Lewis today as well. Isn't that a happy coincidence for you, Sally? Is it? I haven't (laughs) been for a while to buy a suitcase. Anyway, (laughs) Joe. We're on the red wine and the Coca-Cola now. We're not letting you speak, Joe. I do apologise. <laughs> we will in a minute. We're just going to have a little... Oh, no, what have I put in? Red wine and Guinness. Red wine and Guinness, but no We're Coca-Cola. all drinking different things now. I'm just drinking straight Guinness because I can't take it anymore. I'm back on the Coke and Guinness. Everyone's got wind. <laughs> no. And it's actually, after tasting the, tasting the red wine and the Guinness, this is actually a delight. So get yourself back on this. Mm. All right, then I'll try it. I'm not, mm. But I think you have to like Guinness to like the red wine and Guinness. I don't think that's as bad if you like Guinness. I like Guinness. Oh, you hate yeah. it. Do you not like Guinness? I love Sorry. Guinness. Oh, she doesn't. Do you like Guinness? I don't mind it. No, I like it. I do like. I like it poured from the tap in um, Ireland. I, you know, it does taste a bit different in Ireland, doesn't it? I wouldn't choose it here, but sometimes if I'm feeling a little low on iron, I might have half a Guinness. You know what I mean? Joe's face this, is saying she'd like, rather go. Yeah, it tastes like um, a punch bowl from the the mid nineties when we didn't have any money and we used to try and get drunk. Do you know what I mean? And you'd put in whatever was lying around the kitchen, mm. like a pineapple chunk yeah. and sewage vinegar and mm. some absinthe or something. Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I'm oh, going to do? God. I'm going to pour the red wine coca-cola into the red wine and guinness that's what i'm gonna do it's this is like a chemistry lesson isn't it <laughs> you know what i'm gonna do you know what i'm gonna do then now i've got an empty glass i'm gonna yeah, pour just, the red wine into the glass and just drink that oh oh i see what you're that's doing clever isn't it that's clever yeah that's amazing in my so, state that is amazing so joe like you um you you've just sort of slipped on that you uh that you would have had anything to get you a little bit drunk when you were younger what was your training drink of choice please when you were growing up well when i was 16 i think the drinking age when i was 16 was 16 wasn't it i wasn't pretending to be 18 was i did they put it up no it was always 18 where did you grow up 
Cornwall. Anyway, oh, so we went to the Penventon Hotel in Red Roos for a disco, and my friend said, what do you want to drink? And I'd only ever heard of one drink, and that was beer, so I just said beer. Uh-huh. You can't drink beer. You don't oh. drink beer. You're a girl. You have to have a perno and black. So oh. I was drinking a bar. It was a perno and black. Ooh. And then after that, it was snake bite and black, wasn't it? And that was banned from our local because it was made the toilet smell bad. Oh. I, I think I thought that it was because it made your wee go bad, but I think it was more that everyone was just weeing all over the floor. Oh. They were drunk on the drink because it was like cordial, you know. That's cider and blackcurrant, isn't it? And lager, yeah. La- it's oh. cider lager, isn't it? Snake bite. Yeah. Half yeah. cider, half lager, and then blackcurrant. Oh. Really Nobody's brought that on, mind. No, I, they I just suddenly started doing that Cornish. Well, it wasn't even Cornish. It's me putting on a twang. So Red, <laughs> so Red Ruth, is that where you're from, Red Ruth? So I grew up, yeah. Because yeah. <gasps> I did yeah. a gig in Red Ruth and I said, um, oh, hello, lovely to be here. And they all laughed, right? And, um, and I went, oh, <laughs> I was paying you a compliment. Oh, that sounds <laughs> about right. Poor little Red Ruth. I haven't got anything going for it because the mines shut down. And even when the mines were open, Red Ruth was a bit of a dive. Poor little Red Ruth. Um, but now that all the second homers have moved down to Cornwall and bought up the properties in Falmouth and made it prohibitively expensive for the locals <laughs> to live there, they're all moving to Red Ruth. So Aww. the artists and the normal people are going to be moving to Red Ruth. So it might be all right, actually. You must have been at the Regal Hotel, were you? Regal Cinema, sorry. I was, yeah, I was there. And um, and I went to Boots as well. And um, and I went to buy, I don't know what it was, moisture, but, but I just thought, oh, this is such a sad place because all the boxes with all the moisturisers, all of them were empty. And you had to go and get, you had to take the empty box of everything, like all the Nivea had to take it to the yeah. till and they would put the... Um, you know they would give it you from behind the you know the moisturizer from behind the desk because and i said why is this and they said so much theft and i thought yeah. oh i'm gonna oh, it's a terribly save red part of the world it's be below the eu poverty line red roof not um, anymore like, though not now not the anymore. artists are coming not in no, no. well now that it's no longer in the eu obviously that's thriving Yes, oh, Red Ruth's that. doing well. So that's where you grew up. And so that would have been a proper old drinking place, so I bet, wouldn't it? Cornwall, they love a drink down there. I suppose so. We used to have an elephant fair, which um, I remember hearing that you'd go there and you'd get injected by drugs with, by some man in a black cloak. Do you know, like a kind of vampire would force you to take drugs and you'd die. But that was the primary school rumour, you know. And then the drinking thing, I just thought that pubs were full of cobwebs and tra- tragic little old ma- men, really. It wasn't a very glamorous option going to the pub really um mm. i don't i don't think um it was a very boozy childhood but the art college thing was a bit more drinky oh. and working in clubs as well and and um, one year when i was a student in falmouth we ran out of tea and we were really cold so the only drinks we could find was ribena and tea and um gin so we had hot gin and ribena which is actually really lovely which oh, is it? yeah because the gin really brings out the black currants <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound like a tea substitute, does it? Gin and black. It sounds quite is, posh, doesn't it? Is that what you told yourselves when you were necking it? Well, do you know what? The gin really brings out the, or the way, whichever way around. Brings out the black currants. Oh, it really does. Oh, brings really? out the under, under notes of the Ribena. I just um, I had I've a just... really posh boyfriend when I lived in oh. Cornwall. And I found a recording of myself from then. And I was trying to sound posh. It's so tragic. Um, so I'm putting on this posh voice, but the tragic bit is what I'm saying isn't posh at all. So it's this recording going, it's 7am. I've just woken up and had a donut for breakfast. Um, and some quavers. And now I'm going to go into town. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> 
That's the good thing about art college. It was a real leveler in the class in class ways because we ran out of really posh boys. So they didn't care whether we weren't posh. Because art is a leveler in that way. What was his name? Can't remember. Oh, so many boyfriends, Joe. So yeah. many boyfriends. <laughs> she got through Falmouth, and that's she why you have to live in Brighton now, isn't it? It's true. I had to leave because I'd gone through the town. Oh my! And then you started going on into the pubs, and then necking off with the really old men in the cobweb corners and then you were like oh well half of them are dead now so i've got to go because there's no one left and that's why you kept on putting on different voices because you're pretending you're somebody else each time yeah. oh that's that joe neary come no it's not it's my name is gwendolyn and i'm from nearby port isaac there was no walk that day <laughs> Unaccompanied, Joe Neary walked through Red Roof alone and insecure. <laughs> Off to the William the Fourth, she did go in the in the solitary hunt for man and cloak. But every now and then, she dropped into her Cornish accent, ah, and they knew, they knew she was there. They knew she was the disguise when. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh dear so you must have some good old drunk stories joe to tell us um when you got ridiculously well, drunk there was one that was i can't remember if it was my memory or someone else's you know because the nature oh, of drinking yeah, yeah. yeah so we were on the beach in uh, gillian bay's beach in falmouth and we used to get the big ships used to come into the docks and germans russians and canadians i remember particularly and um, i like where this is the, going <laughs> the germans issued flyers around town saying they were like typewritten, girls, 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 come to our ship, free drink, free cigarettes. And we had no money. We had no cigarettes and drink. So obviously we put on our best clothes, aged 17, and off we went to the docks, as <gasps> anything would, wouldn't they? Yes. Yeah. Lipstick and short dress. But anyway, just before that, we'd all gone to the beach and met the sailors already. And uh, somebody, and I don't know if it was my memory or someone else's memory, but somebody was kissing one of the sailors, stopped to be sick, and then carried on kissing. Oh. I don't yeah. think that's my That might have been Lou. Yes, I was going to say that sounds exactly what, what I used to do back in the day, but I never had a German seaman That's amazing me. that they typed out little things, and free booze and free cigarettes. Because when I grew up in Oxford, we were close to the American airbase. It was a similar type of thing. We'd be like, should we just go to the airbase and just hang around and like hope that boys look at us? Boys, men, probably then. So I would have been straight down the docks. Definitely. Oh, my oh, God, I would have been so excited anything free for you though sally oh free, yes free. yeah just the word free anything yeah, yeah of course free facts when the, when the russians came to falmouth they sold all their uniforms because we heard they got given something like two pounds for the week or something and pasties were three pounds you know and so all the art students and all the locals were walking around in russian hats russian <gasps> badges, russian coats russian belts he's like sold all the uniforms and all of the record shops had that Paul McCartney record that was meant to be rare in the window for 25 quid, but it wasn't particularly rare in Falmouth because there were so many of them, you know. But I felt sorry for those ones when they came in there, bless them. Did you ever get on the ships? Were you yeah, allowed? We got on the German ship. It was very exciting. We went up the gangplank Ooh. and there was handsome Ooh. Axel standing in his sentry box. <gasps> handsome Axel. Axel, he was so handsome. I said, hello, Axel. And mm. on we went. And then we got told that we were there for the officers. And so we left. So oh, that. no. Oh, you really were there for them to... 
was Pork. was Ghislaine Maxwell there as well? That's <laughs> awful. Like it was it. her <laughs> typing out the letters. Yeah, it just sounds so dreadful. Oh my god! We got god. the free drink though. We got away fine. Good. Nothing horrible happened. So, and your yeah. cigarettes, yeah. yeah. And then you just went, thanks, guys. Yeah. Love you, Dazain. I've met yeah. a local guy. I'm going yeah. with him. Yeah. Wow. And what did you get free from the local guys? Um, oh dear, I don't know if you should talk about that. Herpes. Yeah. Sorry, cold. why did I say that? Cold sores. <laughs> I was going cold sores, but Sally went straight in with the muck. That's Sally all over though, isn't it? Not really, it's because I spent too much time with Luke. <laughs> um, did you drink with the Russians? No, they didn't have anything. I did have hey. a sniff of the Lenore in them when I worked in the supermarket, one of them came in and I was stacking the shelves and he didn't know what fabric conditioner was so I took the lid off and put it under his nose and he sort of went through his head back with a shot horror of sniffing that in suddenly but yeah that was all we had with with the Russians they weren't so sociable maybe they didn't have such good English to type out flyers and send around perhaps their fingers were really cold because they'd sold their gloves and they couldn't type properly because they just couldn't they'd sold the typewriters as well they sold the typewriters to you pesky english girls awful <laughs> did so you what, drink sorry oh, did you on. drink the cider then as you're from cornwall were you into the cider yeah. no not at all when i moved to brighton there's a, a place in uh, brighton near brighton called middle farm where you can go and sample the little shots of cider you know so when mm. we were there as students we went there on a student union trip and just sampled them for an hour and a half <laughs> um, and after that, after that, I couldn't smell apples for twenty-five years. No, <laughs> you know what I mean. Maybe you had COVID. Yeah, how many? How much did you have in an hour and a half? Because me and Sally can get through quite a lot in well half an hour actually. Well, it's but an hour stuff. and a half. Yeah, no, it's proper yeah. stuff. Yeah, but I tell yeah. you what's lovely from there is um, mulled cider. Never tried mulled cider. Mm. No, There's so many better drinks I could have mm. chosen for today because that's really Joe. Well, I mean, you know any what? drink would have been better, Joe. To be honest, <laughs> I mean anything. I was trying to be fascinating, Sally Ann. <laughs> I'm enjoying it, sort of weirdly. Oh, I haven't even tried the Guinness red wine. Yeah, you've got to do that now. Yes, I've poured mine all in together as well. Mine (laughs) just looks like the Lenore, your Russian. When we were students, my friend stole a bottle of apples from the front of Viren's shop. So Viren's, if you're listening. And um, he made pachin with it. And he he sort of hung it off um, muslin bags on a kind of pulley system above the kitchen counter. Well, me and my friend Rachel sat on a sofa watching him. And it was like a sort of mad scientist dripping it into this funnel and distilling it on this tube here. It was like the man in the white suit in the beginning with the chemistry lab, you know. And uh, yeah, we made, and then he distilled this thing and it was something like 90 something percent alcohol. He puts him in a saucer and set fire to it. And that burns away the alcohol, doesn't it? It just leaves the water, is that right? And there was like this tiny droplet that was left. It was really horrible stuff. And I remember my friend Phil had his head under the tap and he was going, Joe, try this. It's really nice. You might go blind. So we all tried that. We didn't get drunk on that. That was just horrible. Did it was you like blind? Uh, well, got my glasses on. Oh, it was like something from um, Drowning by Numbers, like the Peter Greenaway film, but the, you know, this little contraption set up. All that work for just a little drop there. Yeah. It was very strong. You didn't need more than that. Oh, really? Oh. Pachin is, though, isn't it? Go on. I was, I was going to say, because I did visual and performing arts at art college, mm-hmm. and when I got to Brighton and was surrounded by actors, they used to try and play spin the bottle. But I think that relies on people having a bit of decorum and dignity, doesn't it, that game? Because mm. if you just want to tell everyone all the horrible things that you've done voluntarily, there's not much jeopardy, is there, really? You're sort of going, pointed at me, I'll do the dare. 
It was like that. Yeah. I thought spin the bottle was just when you when you spun it and it pointed to one person and then another person and you just had to snog. That's what well, I thought spin the different bottle versions. was. The Oxfordshire version. We yeah. had to do truth or, da- truth or dare. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah, telling mm. something awful that had happened to you or don't mm. you do something awful. But everyone was just willing to do the awful thing, so it wasn't much yeah. fun. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. Oh, yeah. No. But yours, your version, Lou, the same. Mine was the same, and that's how I ended up um, drinking my mate's breast milk. <laughs> Not fresh from the tit, from a cup. Um, oh, she but... was the mother. It wasn't your. <laughs> you oh, no, she was. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was. I have to say, probably tasted a lot more enjoyable than what I've just popped into my little mouth there, Joe. <laughs> Creamier, um, you know. My friend is Icelandic, so there there was a hint of Europe about it. So you know, delicious, delicious. Shall I do the drunk story, Joe? We ask our listeners. Uh, oh God, that red wine's gone to my head. What they do is they come to us somehow without coming to our house. They send us messages. That's what they <laughs> That's do. It. Um, That's they, it. They, I think they, the, bubble, the bubbles of the Coca Cola have, have taken the red wine straight to your brain. They, they really have. Um, and um, they tell us their own drunk stories. So I've got one here. I've got one here. Shall I read it out, Lou? Mm. Go ahead, caller. Sorry, you can do a voice. Are you going to play something? Oh, no, I, do. I don't know what that noise was. No, this is from... Sorry, that's my printer going off. I've got a ghost in my house. It just sets the printer off. Sorry this is from that. This is from um, John in um, Falmouth. He's German. No, this is not. This is from John in Hemel Hempstead. Here we go, John. Going through some old photos while getting ready to move house, I came across some that documented my 21st birthday. My mates, unbeknownst to me, had organised a stripper for me in the local pub, but I hadn't told them I'd be bringing my new girlfriend. The photo... Oh, dear. The photos document me getting hammered with the girlfriend smiling away, the stripper arriving and the girlfriend looking horrified and then me, my mates and the stripper, but no girlfriend. Oh, I see. So the photos went in that order. (laughs) Later that night, my brothers and mates then took off all my clothes whilst I was comatose and smeared brown shoe polish on my balls and I went to bed. I'm assuming John here didn't know that was happening. Anyway, um, having first tried to piss on my mum's head, well, that's the important bit, that's nice, but woke up the next morning and thought I'd shat myself because of the polish. There we go. That's where it ends. It's that's... not even. It's not even a best wishes at the end of that. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't put best wishes after that. That's it, isn't it? He had to. He had to bring himself, pull himself together to just press send, didn't he? Bless yes. him. <laughs> wow. I wonder how old he is now. I, I remember the very, the very first time I got drunk trying to pretend to be normal. Have you done that? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh god, doing it. Do it now, Joe. My dad answered the back door in his pajamas, and I went, "Hello, Dad." <laughs> you know, really overly cheery, trying to be normal. Asking questions you've never asked before as a teenager, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Joe, good day! 
That's very clever. Go get in, go in, go upstairs. That's it. <laughs> must be great. Cause it must be great then when your kids do suddenly become drunk like that. You know, as long as it's like they're, they're within the right age and they've been to a pub or whatever. But you're a parent, aren't you? I know your kids are quite young though, aren't they, Joe? But Yeah, nine, yeah. Yeah, but they'll get to a point, won't they, when they'll do that to you. And I bet you'll really enjoy I think you'll enjoy that, <laughs> wouldn't you? I would. Just asking questions like, what was it you wanted to do when you were growing up? What was it? How many A-levels did you get? Suddenly ah, fascinated. Yeah, are you happy with your life, Dad? Oh, God, what's going on? Oh, I remember my dad used to come and pick me up when, I'm, when I'd been out drinking in London and then my dad had come and pick me up from the train station and at the time I was a secret smoker. But my dad was also a secret smoker But and me and my dad caught each other once but neither of us said anything. And I'd got, I'd got back, he'd picked me up and I was pissed and I'd been necking the fags and I stank of booze and fags and I knew he couldn't say anything but he just casually just offered me a polo and nothing was said throughout the whole of the journey and I was doing exactly that like me and my dad didn't really communicate that much when I was growing up but then all of a sudden I became chatty and he, he had that look of a man that wanted to drive us into the central reservation on the M40 because he'd just had enough. I, I, I can't imagine that I've got my niece staying with me at the moment and if I, I mean, I allow her to have one little drinky poo, but if she had any more, I would be catatonic with the fear and rage. Would you? You yeah, she's it. I know because I don't want her ending up like me. <laughs> Yeah, you've got a you've got a point. She's twenty two, Joe. She's an adult. She's grown up. She can do what she young likes. Young people drink, though. I don't know if young people drink. Do they? She doesn't. No, no. My stepdaughter was twenty. She doesn't really drink at all. No, oh. God, I don't know. I can't imagine growing up now. <laughs> I'd much rather be rancid in the nineties. So what? So you went to art college in Falmouth. Yeah. So what was your? What, I mean, you must have got up to some proper hectic stuff when you was at college, like being arty farty. Um, probably. I can't really remember. I remember. Uh, well, yeah, no, I do remember one Christmas, um, a band was playing on the stage and they said, Joanna, why don't you get up and be the dancer? Yeah. And so I was so nervous um, that I decided to get up in costume a bit. I was like <laughs> 17 or whatever. So I put Vaseline on my face and hair and wore a chip shop um, kind of coat, you know, <laughs> and I had yeah. a tooth at the front, which I flipped out so I had a hole. <laughs> And I was, and I got really, really drunk. And I stood on stage with this rock band, pretending to wrap up chips and do salt and vinegar. It was horrific. They had to like drag me off the stage. I think I must have enjoyed being on the stage. I probably started falling over. It was awful. And I went back to my little digs, sobered up, and went back out drinking again. That was really bad, really bad memory because that's an embarrassing one. I've never ever told anybody. Oh, but, um, quite but I, I do love drinking and. And I, I try not to do it to excess now so that I can carry on doing it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But if I'm drinking and someone isn't, I feel sorry for them and I try and give them my drink. So, for yeah. example, my lovely friend Martin, I said to him once, I had a, ca- a glass of um, wine in my hand and he was not drinking. And I said, do you want some of my wine? And he said, no, I'm not drinking, Joanna. And I said, do you want beer then? Like that that would be, do you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> a vegetarian, a sausage and going, just bacon then? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's like a pusher, you know. 
Oh, Gio. What, what's your drink of choice now then? I mean, we've got this red wine. Is this a staple in your house? Definitely, yeah. Red wine is the one. My gran is 105 and um, wow. she drinks red wine every day with her meal. And that's what the French do, isn't it? They have red wine with their meal. She's so that's a, my proper drink. But I thought it would be the... too boring to get you drink red wine on its own. No. She's, oh. the, she's the woman that we read about all the time in the papers then. It's your gran. You know, when you're just like, <laughs> such and such is 105. And oh, she's she not the oldest like... one yet. No. She, 105? Um... Would you want to live that long? Would you want to live that long? She's been threatening to pop now since she was 82. She's going, that's it now. I can't take any more, Joanna. That's the end now. That's the end of my life now. She carries on and on and on. Has she got any mates left? No. No, she hasn't. They've all died. But um, she, I asked her for some advice. I said, come on then. Tell me your tips before you carpet. And she said, um, have three meals a day, four hours in between, strictly no snacking, eat what you like. Drink with your meal, and she's never been in hospital or ever been ill. Touch wood. So, so there you go. That's uh, some top tips there from a hundred and five year old. Wow. She still lives on her own. Does her own washing, cooking. That's kept oh. her away. That's kept her alive, living on her own. Yes, it's well, red wine. She's preserved in red wine. So there we go. Oh, wow. What's your man? What's she, What's she called? Rose Irene. She's Irish. And my other grand was well. She used to drink Guinness. You know, for hence, health, like you hence said. mixing them. Yeah, it's meant to be a loving thing. Cancelled each other out. Did they get on? What, like these two drinks? Yeah, yeah. they got on okay. Yeah, they, they, they got on fine, yeah. yeah. I'm just really sorry I've given you horrible drink today tonight. Oh, God, oh, don't, don't be daft. This I'm is not, not the worst. Years, we have though. had some rough old drinks and we had a snowball yeah. last week, which I didn't enjoy. Lou loves, but she, you know, she was so excited because she loves a snowball, but I was Does a bit like... Car lemonade? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So don't worry, Joe. Don't feel bad at all. Because I tell you what, you have done is you've what you've done is you've made me open a can of Guinness, open some Coke, and open some red wine. So I drink all of them, but they yeah. won't be to get. You know, they'll yeah. they'll same go. Here. Yeah, don't yeah. you fret. Thank and you. actually, it's quite nice because usually, well, not usually, sometimes it becomes a bit boring that the drinks are all so nice. So yeah, actually, I was quite excited that it was going to yeah. potentially be pretty rank. And um, I, ha- well I have to yet. say, though, I have drunk the pint of red wine, Guinness, and Coke. Quite nice. It's better that it's I'm better than three to together. It's like something I've had before, and I can't think what it is. Is it just that sicky feeling after a night out? Is that what it tastes like? Maybe is it's that like, it's what like it is. something. What I like is I've got a little 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 mat. Does it remind you of something, Lou? Mm, it is that it's a, it's like a bittery, sangriery kind of. I'm going to um, Google it. I'm going to Google it. It's giving me an aftertaste, a taste of those um and in, in digestion tablets, Rennie. You know, those chewy, chalky tablets you meant to chew. It's Brilliant. Like that. Well, I mean, something. probably you would get indigestion drinking this, but then hopefully it'll just sort of sort itself out, Joe, <laughs> won't it? It has made mm. me feel a little bit drunk, is it you? Yeah, look at my cheeks. Oh, I've yeah. got booze rules. Or... <laughs> yeah. yeah, it has its word. Do you, oh, when was... Oh. Go on. I just remembered when I used to work in a pub, We used to in, I used to work at the Jacob's Ladder in Falmouth. And when I started working there when I was 18, the landlord said to me, you talk to the little old man on his own at the end of the bar. When your mates come in, you don't talk to them, you talk to the little old man. And I used to love talking to them. They were brilliant. Their stories were great, you know. And you're something to everyone as a barmaid, aren't you? You're kind of like a, a girlfriend substitute or a wife or a daughter, you know. But it's sort of safe because you've got that big wooden thing between you both, the counter, obviously, not some euphemism. Um, 
Yeah, so it's really lovely. We used to keep a calendar of um, this couple, Barbara and Mike, who came in. They'd come in in the afternoon and he'd drink Cronenberg and she'd drink whiskey. And um, and they'd just sit there drinking steadily. And then they'd slowly get start to hate each other and be really mean to each other. And we used to write down everything they said. So I got a whole diary of um, Barbara and Mike. And, and it was all on the calendar as well. So it used to say, um, today, Barbara told Mike to P, F and F off or whatever. Do you know, like, there would just be all these like abbreviations, like a code about what the weather was like or something. So that was quite fun. I have, you ever, have you ever done anything with that? Have you ever done, like, because you're with your characters and stuff, have you ever put those two into something? No, I haven't. No, I just gather information and then forget it exists. Mm. I've got a nice recording, though, of hanging out in front of I used to have a dictaphone, and I've got this really nice recording of a night out in 1990. Wow. So it starts off with me playing chess in the pub with Stanley, and then a bowl of chips arrives. And, it, and it's kind of like um, a voice-activated recorder, so it just comes on and turns off. Or, like, the tracks are sort of six seconds long. And it's just this night out condensed into a minute. It's beautiful. And so, um, you know, someone comes along and says hello. And then then we're all outside the pub and the street and someone can see there's a new ship in the docks. And then someone notices something in the sky. And then one bloke, Jeff, got an idea for a tune and wanted to record it on my... So the night ends with him singing this tune onto the dictaphone of this incredible tune he'd heard. <laughs> yeah, it's a terrible tune, but he just thinks it's genius. You know, like when you're in the night and you have a dream about a joke or whatever and you think, I'm brilliant. It was a bit like that. Oh, it's just beautiful. Very Aww. happy those days they really were and we didn't have much money so we didn't really get drunk we couldn't afford to get drunk but I suppose it was everything it was being but, together and being in that atmosphere do you know what I mean like but you find ways of getting drunk quicker don't you if you haven't got a lot of money like when yeah. I used to like I've, I've said this before though I used to shake a bottle of um it was strongbow white but it was diamond white here because it was in Australia and we'd shake it then drink it through a straw in the bottle so they would and then we would run to the nightclub and then I used to go like so then I was just hammered when I got in I just I remember going through the door falling over getting up and then just dancing to Stevie Wonder <laughs> Like I just remember that lovely uh, night. Yeah, and because I yeah, worked. The cheap substitute of that was carbon white. Do you remember carbon white? No, what was it? That I'm like writing a, this down. Like a budget budget version of diamond white, and uh, my friends in Brighton used to get just spend their entire dole check on carbon white, and that would keep them going for two weeks. <laughs> Wow! Never heard of that. No, (laughs) no. When when was the last time you got drunk? Then, apart from uh, probably now, when when was the last time? I think um, last last um, Sunday night I went. I did a play, and then we all went to a jazz night out in Brighton afterwards. That was really fun. It was like a scat singer lady, you know. Yeah, that was an interesting night out. And I and I do that thing where I had a really good bitter and I just, everyone that came and sat next to me, if I didn't know, I'd go, this bit is brilliant. Just try it and they try it and go, oh, yeah, it's really great. They'd, I suppose you can do that in Brighton. They don't mind, do they? No. Well, I mean, some unprecedented times. I wouldn't recommend it, what with COVID and everything. Yeah, I know. looked back afterwards and thought having strangers yeah. stood there. Well, not just that, but actually sharing your drink. I I was more concerned about you. No, but I just forgot about (laughs) COVID that night. Of course, because you were having such a lovely time. You might as well have just tunged them, Joe. (laughs) Might as well. That would have been easier if you were trying to get their spit into your mouth. When was the last time you were drunk then, Lou? Um, I I I know when you were were drunk, weren't you? Yeah, you messaged me. Guernsey. I went to Guernsey on Wednesday um, and I was up early, I got my flight, arrived, got to the hotel and um, had a lovely bath. I thought, oh, I'll go and get some dinner in a minute. Didn't, had a snooze, woke up, thought, fuck, I've got to get to the gig. Had a bag of mini cheddars and the gig, uh, they were so lovely, they just kept bringing me bottles of red wine. And um, that's pretty much all I can tell you. It was <laughs> 
uh, Zoe Lyons wasn't drinking, but I think she realised just how much everybody was enjoying themselves on a different level to her. So she started joining in and then we just didn't leave. Um, and then the next morning, I have to say, I wasn't that well, Joe. <laughs> I wasn't that well. Um, and then I was going to ask you about drinking and performing. Mm. I, I've got a theory that having a half when you're doing a gig you've never done before can kind of take the edge off the fear. If it's a particularly testosterone gig, and I, you know, I do weirder comedy, so I, you know, I'm not quite so comfortable sometimes with, you know, the traditional stand-up nights. But um, I think being hungover is really good for shows because your brain is so tiny, you have to focus it and really hone in on the show and there's no room for anything else i actually find that quite quite useful quite mm. focusing it's I not it's, it's it got something set up a course yeah yeah, yeah. I was to say, it's not necessarily <laughs> something you'd recommend it's just something you've stumbled across isn't it oh that went really well considering <laughs> yeah i i don't think i don't think that works for me um a because I very rarely drink when I'm working, but on the odd occasion, I will have a little drinky poo. And oh, I think we were saying this last on the last podcast, it depends who you're with and what you're drinking as to how you end up. Do you know what I mean? Some nights I could be on this red wine with you guys and I'd be lovely and warm and nice. Some nights I'd be drinking the same and I'd be with some different people and I'd be a twat. So I don't, I can't, I can't so you, rely so on that. It has a different effect on you depending on who you're with. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. so yeah. Because my friend's got a theory that when I drink, I become incredibly normal. Because I start going, <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys. Let's dance. Let's dance. And I, and I suppose that is very normal. But I do love people, especially my friends. And it's just I say it when I'm drinking. So it brings it. So drink makes you really lovely, basically, because sometimes drink loving. makes people quite angry, doesn't it? And I think some... it's charming when you're 25, but at my age, it's just terrifying, isn't it? I love you. Yeah, I think it's yeah. quite nice. I think it's quite sweet, though, isn't it? I don't know. I don't, don't know. Don't you find that though? Um, on like who, Sally, who you get drunk with? Like when Sally and I, when we get together, we have a great time, don't we, Sally? Yes, we do. Yeah, we quite often end up videoing ourselves because we are narcissistic, Joe. So, uh, <laughs> but sometimes when we just have a few drinks and the energy and everything just sort of takes over. But there are people that I know that if I did that with them, oh, it'd be a completely different night. It would be, yeah, it's weird, so isn't you it? Just not, you just don't drink with them then? Do you not let yourself go like you can with Sally Ann? It's because Sally's a pusher. And um, I never used to drink before I did this podcast, Joe. And um, <laughs> Sally had an idea, did she? Yeah, this is no. her asking for help. But no, ignore her, Joe. Ignore her. Do you have friends that go get really horrible when they're drinking? Yes. You just, you just shouldn't drink. I just think mm -hmm. if it changes your personality or makes you so awful, why would you do it? Know, I know. Well, but I think, but also, I do think Lou's got a point in the fact that sometimes, if you're a bit nervous with people and you're getting drunk, you're not comfortable, then you 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 end up behaving just like you know. I just say things like, "Why on earth did I just say that? I just couldn't stop myself that because I'm not comfortable enough to say normal things." So I'm just a bit like, "Oh, I need to impress them." Or I, basically, what I need to do is go home. That's what I need to do. <laughs> just grow up and leave. Stop trying to be part of everybody's fun. So yeah. if you're not comfortable. Get oh. out. Yeah. But, um, when I when when I first moved to Manchester, I used to hang out with this person like every night. We'd go, we we we'd go for a drink 
after work every day. I mean, I was pretty much hammered every day and had a great time, but he would reach the point of no return and then he'd turn into an arsehole and then he'd be really mean to me and really mean to loads of other people. And then you'd be looking for him and he'd have just fucked off home and um, without telling and the amount of times he got mugged was quite bad yeah yeah but but you know you think i i but then to try and sort of reason with him when he was in that mode was like oh i can't say anything to you because you're making this about me now when actually you're the horrible person mm. they used to turn so much but i guess that you would do after six bowls of red wine six bowls um yeah. <laughs> When you were earlier say? about like being crazy when you're drinking when you're young, I think that when it, when we were young, because we didn't have the internet and stuff, we used to be very inventive with our money and time, didn't we? So you'd kind of maybe have a very small drink and then invent a mad game to kind of make the rest of the evening go along. And do you know what I mean? Or yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I when, did have an example, but I've forgotten it now because of the drink. Yeah. Well, yeah, because when I did, I did a gig recently, there was a local lad in Bristol who was competing. He really makes me laugh. He's actually training to be a doctor and he wants to be a doctor, which is slightly annoying because he's a very good comic. Reardon DJ is his name. But he, in the intervals, he would just play a game with the audience and it used to make me laugh so much. Just a ridiculous like that, a game that just makes no sense, is made up. And I just used to sit, I'd go down to the gig and, and do a bit, but I just used to really enjoy watching that, just him making up a ridiculous game and everyone just getting on board and thinking, we can still make up games. People don't, people don't need to look at Facebook all the time. People do get involved yeah, if you tell find them. Fun, find your own. Well, yeah, when I was in Cornwall, we, um, the, um, the guy who used to do, what's it called, custom? Customs. So I had a, I lived with a, a in a shared house, and one of the people there worked at the customs thing, and um, and he drank his beer and then weed into a bucket so he could measure it in the morning and see how much of the pints came out. So you know that you know that passes the time, doesn't it? Exactly. exactly. And he also claims that there were sacks and sacks of cocaine turned up at Falmouth Docks, and that he had to sleep on it in the night like a big bed to look after it. Because I'm very gullible, I believe that, and then. My husband said, that's just not, you never had to sleep on a big pile of cocaine. That's ridiculous. But I suppose there is a point where it arrives in the docks and then the police have to take it away. So Maybe have there's to. an interim period where you would sleep on it. And you might be t- it might be three in the morning and you might be tired. Yeah, you might and be wanting to measure his wee and have more important things to do yeah. than call the police and sort it all out. <laughs> we like to think of a cocktail for our guest and our listener. I think the guest cocktail has already, I mean, it's made itself, let's face it. It's red wine, Guinness and Coke, is it? We've just got to give it a name. <laughs> it's going to be a Cornish fling, isn't it? Or oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> lovely name. I don't know if we should really. nice. Oh. Yeah, Cornish fling's too nice a name, yeah, isn't it? A Cornish puke, nice. maybe? I don't know. Sewagey. Sewage. Sewage. No, that's not going to sell it, though, because we're going to have these in our bar, Joe, on the menu, so we need to to pretend (laughs) it's... Because actually, the Guinness Coke and red wine was the best of the mix. Yeah. Near is neary enough. (gasps) Yes. There you go. (laughs) Neary enough. Neary enough. I'm very impressed you you have actual glasses. We we drink out of little metal tumblers in this house because all the glasses get smashed. They're like sample pots, aren't they, for your own? I quite like them. They're quite nice. But also we have to have a cocktail, don't we, for the listener story. We breezed over that. What was his name again? John. John. The one whose girlfriend disappeared. Mm. I think I would, though, if I was in that situation. Abracadabra. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, rabbit, rabbit, like a rabbit. Take a rabbit out of a hat and rabbit with the stripper. Rabbit in there. Rabbit, rabbit. Run, rabbit. Run, rabbit. Run, rabbit. Run, rabbit. Run, rabbit. And what's in it? Um, what did he? He didn't say what he's trying to do. No, probably everything by the sound of that. I'm gonna put whiskey in there. Yeah, okay. Well, I could get a snake bite with whiskey in it, couldn't it? Snake oh. bite with whiskey. Yes, so you have the snake bite and then you drop the shot yeah. of whiskey in the little oh. shot glass, yeah? yeah? people do that? Do you mean they actually drop the glass into yeah, the glass? They do. Oh, I didn't realise, like a kind of submarine thing. Oh. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly like a submarine. Oh. <laughs> Joe Neary, <laughs> I have the penultimate question for you. Joe Neary. You have got a spittoon in front of you that has got the shrapnel from somebody else's gob in the bucket. They've spat everything in that bucket that you care to imagine. Alcohol-wise, drink-wise. Alcohol-wise, not not their cheese. There's there's no roast beef in it or anything like that. Whose spittoon would you drink? Paul McCartney's. Oh, straight off. Not even thinking about it. Brilliant. There you go. Love that. I love him more and more as the years go by. I fell in love with him, a photograph of him when he was 15 and I was about nine. Oh. Um, and, yeah, he's just such a brilliant person and so so yeah. clever and kind and, and sensible and interesting. And The only thing about Paul is I wish he would stop dyeing his hair. Dyeing his hair, yeah. But maybe That's he has. Maybe he did it. Maybe lockdown. You know, like people stopped. change their hair Has color. he? Yeah, definitely. Has he? I'm sure I saw him with grey hair recently, white hair. Is that your servant in the background we can hear, Jo? Sorry. Oh, love, can you stop talking? I was going to say... That is her servant. Funny things that happen it's when you're nice. drinking. My friend once... Months made a dress by safety pinning her skirt to her bra and then putting a jumper over the top and then going out dancing. And then um, she met a man, and, and then the next morning when she woke up, she was very impressed that he'd actually managed to navigate his way around the garment and remove it. What wow. all one go? Of triumph, isn't it? Triumph against adversity. He'd discovered the safety pins on the bra and managed to get through. Well done, him. I wonder where yeah. he is now. Probably married. Mm. Would have been snapped up, wouldn't he? Yeah. yeah. yeah oh, wow. And how she'd have had to put that back on and get the pins in the right place for the walk <laughs> of shame the next morning. Yeah. <laughs> we only have one more. Well, we have a question to ask ourselves, really. I mean, it's basically, is the drink a spit or a swallow? I mean, there's been... Spit. Yeah, straight off. What spit. Are you, what... It's a spit. It's ruined three beautiful drinks. But I did swallow it and I don't regret it because now I'm feeling lovely and warm. Yes, it has oh. a warming feeling. So there's something mm. to be said for I'm it. next to the radiator. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, it might be the radiator in That's my jumper. Actually, can you turn that down? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I would say, though, the red wine on its own is a swallow. Yes. I did get Yeah, I managed to get that on its own. So that's, that's, that's a, good a, good, that's a good red wine, the Languedoc Appellation. Oh, it's, it's only about 6 isn't it? Yes, it's, it's a good one. It's a good it's a taste of difference, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. Yeah. French wine. I'm very snobby. It has to be French wine. Joe Neary, you've been an absolute <laughs> delight. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with what you thought about the wines that we've tried or recommendations of your own, or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we're at at Lou and Sally. Facebook is Spit or Swallow Podcast. Or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the number 34, at gmail.com. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spitorswallowpodcast. 
Thanks to Audio Boom for hosting us. But most of all, thanks to you for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Today with Amazon Business, Shannon Stuckey of Walburn Woodworking helped her team buy 63 circular saws. Okay, Andy, take it easy. Now she uses her time to focus on growing something big. Buy smarter, dream bigger. Visit Amazon Business, your partner for smart business buying. MFS Investment Management. Our active 360 approach to fixed income goes beyond analyzing financials. We combine active security selection and risk management, striving to make the most of complex bond markets. MFS.com slash active 360. Spit or Swallow is produced by Amanda Redman. If you want to get in touch with us about what you thought about the drinks that we've tried or recommendations of your own or you feel like sharing your worst drunken story with us, then please do. On Twitter and Insta, we are at Lou and Sally. Facebook and TikTok is Spit or Swallow Podcast or email us at spitorswallowpodcast34, that's the numbers 34, at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, then please subscribe and leave us a review because this helps other people find us. And if you want to support the podcast, then go to www.patreon.com forward slash spit or swallow podcast where you can find some bonus content. Thanks to Acast for hosting us, but most of all, thanks to you lot for listening. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye.